Welcome to the Sundry Podcast. I am your host, Demetria Alston. Welcome to another edition of the Sundry Podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about making friends. More specifically, not how you just make friends, but what are some barriers that keep us from making friends? And so I decided to talk about this because I recently came across something that someone shared on Facebook about this 90-year-old woman who wrote a note to her neighbor because her husband had died, she didn't have any friends, and she was really looking for some companionship. So some of you may have seen it going around on Facebook. If you haven't, I want to share with you real quick what the the letter was that she sent. So it said, Mrs. Question Mark. So she didn't even know what the lady's name was. So this is the 90-year-old woman writing a letter to a woman who lives down the street from her. Mrs. Question Mark, would you consider to become my friend? I'm 90 years old, live alone. All my friends have passed away. I'm so lonesome and scared. Please, I pray for someone. Now, I was thinking, wow, if I had gotten that letter, I can just imagine. That just tugged at my heartstrings so hard. I was like, that is the you know, most sincere but saddest um, but also just kind of cute letter because there's this old lady who lives alone and is looking for some type of companionship and she's willing to write to a, a stranger, someone who lives down the street. She doesn't even know her name, but she's seen her. And so she's just, you know, taking the stab at it, reaching out and looking for someone to become her friend. And so I wanted to just kind of touch base on you know, I think she went out of her way and she took a step that might have been somewhat uncomfortable. But what are some things that keep us from, you know, taking a step to make a friend? And so I thought it was very interesting as I did research on this topic, what some of the barriers are to why people don't make friends more often. And so let's just dive right in. So when we think about making friends, I think it came a lot easier to us because when we were a lot younger, most of our friends were people that we went to school with. We saw them in school every day. If we played sports or did any type of extracurricular activities, then we saw them after school as well. And so a lot of times people who are our friends when we were younger were the people that we saw every day, had something in common, hung out with and you know made efforts to do things maybe outside of school as well the formula really still does stay the same we still look to make friends with people who we have something in common with and who we spend a lot of time with but i think something that's important to distinguish is the different types or maybe levels to friendships so what i found in some research is that there's really three main types of friends or levels to friendship. The first is acquaintances. So acquaintances are the people who we say hi and bye to. We might see them, you know, 
infrequently, but we're always cordial. So for me, when I think about that, I think about the people that I attend church with. So the church that I attend is not a very, it's not a small church, but it's not a mega church, but it's large enough that you would see people, you know, regularly on a Sunday. I don't always know all of their names, but you know, you're cordial and you see them at least weekly. So, you know, you say hi and bye. Wouldn't say necessarily that they're a friend, but definitely an acquaintance. Then the second type are social buddies, or these are people that you might refer to a little bit more closely as friends. So you probably um, go to, you know, some events with them. You do things and hang out together. Um, You're really spending time with these people. So these are more of your actual friends. And then you have your close or best friends, your confidants. And these are the the people or maybe just, you know, very few persons that you share intimate details with. Um, When something's good that's going on or maybe even something bad, these are the people that you call and talk to that you trust their advice and that you might spend more time with for intimate types of gatherings. So for me, one of the things that I think about when I'm trying to, you know, if I if I get into a position where I'm labeling someone as a friend or not, do you know my phone number? Do you know my address? Have you been to my house? Um, have we had a meal together or have we done activities together? So for me, if you at, at a minimum, I would say if you don't have my phone number, then we probably are not that close. We're probably just acquaintances. Um, but if you have my number, you've been to my house and I've actually cooked, you know, a meal for you or we, you know, had some type of activity that's in my home, then that's going to be a, for me a little bit more of a, a step up because while, um, you know, it's not a, you know, I don't want to say, oh, like people can't come to my house kind of thing. But yeah, for the most part, you know, I'm not inviting the world, you know, into my house. So this is someplace that's, you know, intimate for me. And so I don't just have anybody coming over. So if I make that type of, um, extend that type of invitation to you, then definitely I'm looking at the relationship as being more than an acquaintance. So now let's get into what are some of the barriers that keep us from making friends? And so I think something that's you know good to point out is let's think about how often we put ourselves out there or in a position to make new friends. As I you know did research on the topic and really start started to think about how do I myself make friends? Some of these things kind of hit home for me because I think something that's um, probably pretty common among people who are, I'm going to say probably 35 and older. I don't think that a lot of us are necessarily going out and seeking friends and not necessarily that these barriers might be why, but I can definitely see how after a certain age, you probably aren't putting yourself out quite as much. And so let's see if any of these kind of resonate with any of you. So the first one is people are busy with family. And so that's why I said, you know, probably around the age of 30 or so, because around 35 or um, higher, because at that age, you typically are um, 
either starting a family or you already have a family. And hey, let's face it, once kids are involved, your life changes drastically. So, you know, party over six, party of six over here. We are very busy. Um, all of the kids are involved in activities. Oftentimes, it's something different. So um, one benefit when they were younger, the twins did a lot of the same activities together. But now that they've gotten older, everybody's doing something different. Tom is wrestling, Tim is doing tennis, Maya is doing dance. And I anticipate that as she gets older, she may probably get into some other activities. So right now, we've got three different activities and I'm down a driver with Philip in college now. And so it's just the two of us trying to get to, you know, three different things. So you do get busy with your family. So how do you work around that if you, you know, seem to maybe not have enough free time? One of the things that you can do to combat that is start socializing with the parents of the kids that um, you are around. So, you know, there are oftentimes when you go to a practice, a scrimmage, some event, and parents are sitting in the stands and are having the same issues that you are. Everybody's busy. You know, we're thinking about probably 10 other things that we need to try to get done, but we're there to support our kids or either we're just waiting for a practice to be over. And you start socializing with those parents and they become, you know, maybe acquaintances that can end up progressing into one of the other levels of friendships or volunteering at the different events that your kids belong to. So I know for me, I worked um, the concessions a lot for events and interacted with sometimes some of the same parents because, you know, they're the ones you can count on. They're the ones that are, you know, helping out and involved. And so you would see them a lot. And so you start to, you know, get some more acquaintances with people that way. So get involved with the things that your kids are doing and seek out those parents. All right. The second barrier, social circles rarely change after 30. And so one of the studies said that um, people actually value quality over quantity. So we aren't looking to have, you know, tons and tons of friends as opposed to when you're younger, you're in, um, you know, maybe high school or even college and you're popular and you know a lot of people, you kind of gravitate towards that. You want to know a lot of people. You want to be in the know. But as you get older, you don't really worry about how many friends you have, just that the ones that you have are really good friends. And so one of the ways to, you know, kind of get around is or get around, you know, not having your your circle to change is just kind of putting yourself out there and not being, you know, closed in on only knowing, you know, three or four people that you say, oh, these are the friends that I have and I'm good with just these friends. So you have to kind of keep an open mind. The third one is when you're older, you need more than one thing in common to become friends. And so that's something that I found to be true as well. So again, I'll, I'll make mention to the reference of when you're in high school, you know, you hang, hang out with friends who are on the same team as you or maybe people who are in the same class as you. And so you have something in common that way. 
or even if you're a parent and you're hanging out with the parents of um, the sporting event that you're attending and you just kind of know them in one area. If that's the only thing that you have in common or you talk about, then you probably don't progress past acquaintances with them. But if you start to get to know someone and you find out that, oh, we actually have more than one thing in common and it's not somebody that I just have to talk to when I'm waiting in the stands, then that can you know, take the friendship to another level because now you have other things to talk about. So a good example of that for me is a couple years ago, I would say it's probably, oh, I'm trying to think how old Phil it was. So I'm going to say maybe about five, six years ago, we were at an AU tournament. It was out in Pickerington. So for people that are in Ohio, you'll kind of, you know, know the cities as I'm referencing them. And so I live northeast um, by the eastern area. And so we're out there and there was a break between games. And so we go to get a bite, bite to eat because there's like a couple hours. And from where we lived, I always say Pickerington is driving to the other side of town. I mean, literally it's the other side of town, but I feel like it's like the other side of the world. I always joke with friends that live out there that, you know, if I'm coming to visit, I'll pack a lunch because the traffic is just horrendous. But we're at this um, restaurant and um, some other parents, you know, uh, had all gone there as well. And so we're just kind of sitting down talking at a table and having small talk. And I mentioned that, you know, I would love to have gone back home for the couple hours that we had. But by the time I would drive, you know, across town and then have to get back, I'd waste, you know, an hour or so. So I was like, ah, it's, you know, no use. I might as well just hang out here. And I mentioned, you know, I live in blah, blah, blah subdivision. And so this lady, she said, oh, that's where I live in blah, blah, blah subdivision. We were like, oh, really? Had not, you know, seen them or run into them before. So we were like, oh, this, you know, that's coincidence. So we keep talking. And then she says, um, you know, well, we start talking about where do you work and what do you do? And one of us said, oh, I'm a speech language pathologist. Lo and behold, she was a speech language pathologist. That's not something that's you know, very common. So we were like, get out of here. Rarely do you meet someone, um, you know, in the same profession like that when it's an SLP. So we were like, that's really a coincidence. And so then we now have a couple of things in common. And so we get to talking and, you know, really hit it off. And so now we've moved from being acquaintances to, you know, social buddies or friends because we've been able to maintain contact and, you know, develop a friendship because we had some things in common. So we don't have to talk about just the kids and playing basketball. So the next barrier is that people don't make themselves available. So I know many of you probably are familiar with some of the memes that go around Facebook. Um, there's one that's always really funny to me because the accuracy of it is 100%. And it's something like, you know, if you want to see me, catch me before the bra comes off. So as a lady, we know that once we get home, once we start, you know, kind of disrobing, if the bra comes off, we're pretty much done. Like, it's not like it takes, 
you know, 15 hours to put it back on or anything. But once we take it off, we're pretty much done for the night. And then there's another one where um, it's, um, you know, people are like, oh, you never come out to anything. So we don't invite you. But they're like, well, I don't care if I'm not coming. I still want to be invited. And I, I know people like that. Sometimes I'm like that. Um, I try not to be, but we have to, you know, really get in a mindset of where we don't not have ourselves available. So you have to kind of put yourself out there. One of the suggestions to combat that was, you know, join a group. And I was like, what did it mean by, you know, join a group? So there are, you know, different activities, um, clubs, maybe if you belong to a gym, um, running clubs, um, you know, lots of different things. So I'm going to, I guess, kind of give a shout out to my mom because um, I'm trying to think how many years has she been in this group? I had not heard of it until she mentioned it. She's in the Red Hat Society. So many, some of you may have heard of it. It is actually pretty big. They have yearly conventions and the women are, you are known, I guess, by the red hats and then the purple um, attire. So that's, you know, like their look. And so my mom got involved with one. Um, I don't even think she, I don't think she knows of any, or knew anybody at the time in the group, but kind of heard of it, got involved and they go places all the time. They like to go to a lot of those dinner shows, you know, dinner theater things, um, like the Dixie Stampede or the Pirate, um, I was going to say Pirates of the Caribbean, but like the Pirate Shows and different things like that. Um, they're always going somewhere. And so for her, you know, she's, well, she didn't, I was going to, you know, say her age. She's over 70 and she likes to stay active. And so that's a good thing um, for her to be involved in. So she's involved in a group. They have activities to go to. And she's made, you know, lots of friends that way. Okay, so now this is tip number seven. This one I thought was very poignant because I can see this as being pretty accurate. Digital interactions make it harder to socialize in real life. And so how many of us know of people that we met maybe through an acquaintance or maybe you didn't even meet in person but you had mutual friends together they requested a you know to be your friend on Facebook or maybe you follow them on on Instagram or Twitter Snapchat any of those platforms you start to see posts you see um, pictures of their families or um, you know just activities that they're doing you start to feel like you're really connected to that person. You start to think this person is more than just an acquaintance and maybe they're a friend. I know it's happened to me. Um, I really don't accept tons of friendships from people that I don't know personally. But sometimes, especially after starting the podcast, if there are um, several people that we have in common or maybe I, you know, like if I went to college with them, I don't remember everybody that I went to college with. I may remember like, you know, oh, yeah, 
so-and-so ring the bell or I remember seeing them. Obviously, we wouldn't have spoken in many, many years since it's been a, a long time since I've graduated. But, you know, I'll sure I'll be a Facebook friend and connect and, you know, ask you to like my podcast page and listen. But once you start actually seeing pictures of, you know, people's lives, you do start to feel like you know them on a little bit more of a deeper level. And so I think that might be somewhat of a downfall of social media because it keeps us from having to socialize with people in real life. You see so much happening online, you think that, you know, you are actually interacting with them. So I know there's been people also that I... I will know, but we just aren't able to connect personally. But when I see them, I feel like we haven't really, you know, lost a beat because I've been keeping up with what they've been doing on social media. It's not the same as personal interactions, which are always better, but it does present somewhat of a barrier. It keeps you from you know, really working on your social skills, and sometimes that keeps people from wanting to or being able to make friends because you know you haven't really had to get out there and talk to people and make conversations for older people that might not be as as hard but for younger people sometimes it might be a little bit tricky how to navigate those types of interactions because I know especially for you know younger kids they're so used to texting everything. There's a a whole different language and lingo that they use for texting that they don't even realize how to talk on the telephone or hold a conversation because they don't. Everyone that they talk to is always through texting or some form of social media. So it's important to not get so caught up in social media that we let that limit our social interactions as well. So making friends can be a little intimidating, can be a little scary, but definitely it's something that you should put yourself out in and make a step to try and do because friendships are important. Um, we are social creatures and so we need to be around people. The old lady in the beginning that I talked about that wrote the letter, you know, we can see that that, that never really ends. People always want to be around people. So get out there and here are some steps that you can use to make friends. So just a couple of quick tips. One, be yourself. So don't go and try to, you know, put on airs or, um, you know, try to front like you're something that you're not. Just be yourself because you are not going to be able to keep up a facade for a long time. It's going to take a lot of work and you really want someone to know you for you. Somebody that you can just be yourself with. So don't try to act like something that you're not. And the people that appreciate you are the people that you want to be your friends anyway. Then be open. So we make time to do the things that we want to do. So be open to making new friends. Don't be closed off and think, you know what? I've got two good friends. I'm good to go. I don't need any anymore. I I've met some people like that before. They were like, you know, my husband is my best friend and I got my two girlfriends and I'm good. I don't need to have a whole bunch of friends. And while you may not need a whole bunch of close friends, the people that you're sharing intimate details with, the social buddies 
or just, you know, what I would say maybe our regular friends, I think are good to have. So I wouldn't put a cap like, you know, it's not a Facebook page where you can only get 5,000 friends and that's it. So I wouldn't put a cap on, you know, how many friends you get or how many acquaintances you start to, you know, put yourself open to receiving. So just always try to be open to that. And then I thought this tip was very interesting. It said, don't worry about making any new friends, just reconnect with your old friends. And I thought that that was a really good suggestion because I have, I know myself, some friends from, you know, high school that I've been in touch with for years and years. And then, you know, maybe in the last 10 years, it's kind of like things just kind of tapered off and I'm like, you know what? I probably should give so-and-so a call. So a lot of times you don't really have to make a lot of new friends. We just need to reconnect with the friends that we've had before. So maybe it's somebody that you were close with. Maybe you had an argument, something that you, you know, can totally resolve, you know, not like a big betrayal where you need to be done with someone. But, you know, if it's just minor things and you just lost touch then just reach out, reconnect with your old friends. And lastly, don't be scared to take the first step. So I think that, you know, out of all the things that we've been saying tonight or that I've been saying, it kind of comes back to just putting yourself out there. You have to, you know, get to a place where you're thinking about what are the, the benefits you know, of it. Sometimes that helps to overcome, you know, any fears that you might have when you look long term, you know, this is something that's going to be good for me. And you just got to go out there and do it. Um, I actually, and I have a, a story that kind of fits with that. There were some parents of um, some cheerleaders and they were getting together and I kind of knew them from that. Well, and not all of them, a couple of them from, you know, just being at the games and, you know, you, you talk to people again because we have something in common, the sporting events with our kids. And one of the moms said, hey, um, I'm going to have a couple of the parents over. Why don't you come by? You know, it'll be couples and we'll do, you know, game night and just kind of hang out. And I was like, OK, cool. Sounds fun. So it was actually a total of um, four couples went over, had a blast. I mean, just a really good time. If she had not invited me, I probably would not have ever thought to reach out to these people before to say, hey, let's try to hang out or take it beyond just casual chit-chatting at the basketball games. So, you know, things go well. We hit it off. Like I said, had a great time, um, were, was invited to you know, her home. So again, in an intimate setting. And then we ended up doing another outing um, and going to Top Golf. Again, had a blast just kind of talking about, you know, all sorts of things and, you know, playing golf and had a really good time. So again, someone is going to have to take that first step. Might as well be you. So hopefully you, you know, can take some of these tips, you know, think about some of those barriers the ways that we I talked about how to combat them and really put them to use. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and can really take away, you know, some good tips from this. Sometimes when I'm thinking of the um, episodes in your eye, I have lots of topics that 
come to mind that I want to do. But then when I'm trying to decide, okay, well, which one am I going to record first? I think a lot of times it always boils back down to things that kind of resonate with me. And so I mentioned how, you know, my heartstrings were just tugged a little bit with the um, older lady who was looking for a friend. But then also something that um, my family that we've been kind of talking about, we do this off and on all the time, but more lately it's been coming up is about moving. So as many of you know, we're transplants from the South and we talk all the time. I would say probably every year about maybe moving closer, you know, South or, you know, just getting moving to a different location. And it's come back up again this year. And so, you know, I was like, "Ah, I don't know if I want to move. And one of the things that I thought about was I don't want to have to make new friends. And so I thought, is that maybe a reason why? I have, you know, some hesitancy on, you know, wanting to move because, you know, let's face it, after a certain age and I'm over 40, you know, I think you do start to kind of get in a mindset of, I already know a lot of people. Um, I don't want to have to, you know, kind of put myself back in the game of, you know, having to learn new people in a new place. And so I think this might be, you know, as we kind of move forward with thinking that, the moving thing might be coming a little bit more to fruition now. I was like, maybe I needed to, you know, hear some of these tips because I might be in a position where I'm going to have to make that first step and, you know, keep my bra on a little bit longer when I get home from work because I'm going to be making new friends. I don't know. We'll see. But hopefully those tips were helpful for you and you enjoyed the podcast. So before we wrap up, You know, we got to end with the word for the day. So our word for the day is, or for the week, is mephitic. M-E-P-H-I-T-I-C. Mephitic. It's an adjective and it has two meanings. One, offensive smelling. Or two, harmful or poisonous. And so your sentence examples are the man with dirty clothes and an overgrown, unruly beard was responsible for the mephitic air on the plane. Second sentence, all of the students received a safety lecture before chemistry class because many of the solutions were mephitic if handled incorrectly. So mephitic, again, offensive smelling or harmful or poisonous. Find a way to use it in your vocabulary this week. I can already think of a couple of ways that I can use it around my house. So be on the lookout for that. (laughs) All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in. Remember, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at The Sundry Podcast, on Twitter at Sundry Podcast, and then be sure to email us at thesundrypodcast at gmail.com. Would love your feedback on any of those platforms. Or if you just have questions you want to ask, maybe give some ideas for show topics. Hit me up on any of those. Until next time, see you later.